Hello and welcome to Don't Argue Power by Bet Easy. Well, it was a fair weekend of football. Some close finishes. I tipped eight. Not sure how the experts went. We're going to find out in a minute because Brennan Goddard joins us once again and the dark. Welcome, boys. Dicko. Eight I tipped. What did you tip? I don't tip, mate. Okay. I'm not sure what I tipped, actually. I haven't added them up. Oh, I followed it closely. I, I got I got Brisbane. Yeah, I, I reckon I might. Do you only tip because right. you have to or are you in a... No, nah, tip with Fox. Yeah. Every yeah, week. okay. Yeah, yeah no, I don't do that. Pick a winner. Bet easy. Follow it. <laughs> yeah, get on it because Duck dominates with the Brown Dog and Matty Campbell every Thursday. BJ, I'm going to start with you. We're going to get straight into it. Adelaide, because my eighth, uh, one of my eight tips was Carlton against Adelaide. Now, Don Pike called a meeting at his house with some players. He dropped Eddie Betts on the weekend. Bryce Gibbs is in the sample. Where are they at right now? And Rue has come out and said, Mark Rusciuto, a director at the football club, said he's job safe at the moment but he is under pressure. Tell me about Adelaide Crows right now. Big disappointment for you? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't rate them as highly as some would suspect, and they everyone said about they would bounce back last year, and if it you know it wasn't last year, then everyone was like, no, well, they've got to bounce back this year. But reality is I think they're uh, one of the third, or in the top three in the oldest list in the competition. Uh, fielded, the, I think, the oldest team in the uh, two weeks ago against Essendon. Yep. Um, so in my list analysis uh, a couple of weeks ago was that there's not much coming up up underneath them. So their aging stars at the minute aren't performing, which you'd expect them to, and leaders. Um, and in particular, you mentioned a few in, in bets. Well, they've got Gibbs. nine players over 29 years of age. Yep. Uh, and obviously Walker's been underperforming for some time. Jenkins has had his inconsistencies that he's had you know, for most of his career. We're looking for that long period of sustained performance from him. So they're... And the other thing is their midfield too is it's like for like. So in the last couple of weeks, Don's experimented with Smith going through there, yep. Malira, so a bit more leg speed to change up the yep. dynamics of it. But at the minute, it's very much one paced. Uh, again, their leaders and their older players aren't performing, and they, and they don't have much, you know, A grade talent coming up underneath them. Cut yeah, I, I think we've overrated. Where they where they're at, I was one that thought they could bounce back after a really poor season last year. Uh, they're a team; they they shouldn't be in the eight. They're a team that uh, drew Gold Coast twice and they've flogged Gold Coast twice. Mm. So take those wins out, or they only played the Gold Coast once and they're not in the eight. So it's a bit of a false eight for me for for the Adelaide Crows. Uh, yeah, and and the and you're right, the ageing list, they're in real trouble. Uh, Don Pike's a smart man, very conservative man, very good businessman. Um, I think Pikey would know exactly where he sits, uh, as would obviously uh, Mark Rusciuto making those yep. comments this morning. And I think if they were to part ways, it'd be a mutual agreement. I don't think it would be the Adelaide Crows Please. saying you're out. Um, Two more years to go. I'm not not sure of his exact contract. One, yes, one after this no, year, two, yeah, two, two more. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but but in saying that, if if it's a mutual agreement and he says, well, you know, I don't, I know that um, you know you, we, they probably need something fresh, or this isn't working, or the message isn't getting through. What is concerning, though, Dicko, is the fact that they're you know it just seems like the Adelaide teams are have got to be in their bonnet, or or they've just taken some honesty pills and said, we're not going to put up with mediocre performances and we don't care who you are or what you are or where you sit in the team. You don't perform, you're out. And and Ken Hinckley across the road's done the same thing this year. And, and Pikey has. What that does within a team, if they're popular members of the team, then it can disrupt things. It does also make players walk on eggshells a little bit. So therefore, does that make them 
become a little more insular because they feel, oh, if I don't play well, I'm, I'm going to be dropped. So there's a snowball effect to everything. I'm not saying that that's the case. Can that be the case? Yeah, I, I think it can. But I, right I, I would have thought in, in that particular case with the older players that they've it's a pattern of behaviour. So Don and the team would have seen stuff that they didn't like, had made them aware of it in team meetings. So it's been a pattern of behaviour. So it's not like there's a there's a shock admission of Eddie Betts during the week. I think this has been building for some time. And the other thing I think you're alluding to is that uh, – I've lost my train of thought here. but Eggshells. Ab- about, about that that you expect to get a response from the team, mm. that this is kind of a, we've had enough, we're going to draw a line in the sand, drop a couple of senior players, get a response from the from the team. And Adelaide in particular, Port Adelaide responded a couple Once. of weeks ago, yeah. but there's been no response from Adelaide. So that's a concerning thing. So it's almost like a last-ditch effort for the team. So yeah. Don Pike and the coaches are going, well, where do we go from here? Mm. I don't like to look too far back, but with Adelaide last year, the 18 months has been pretty interesting because they had a pre-season um, camp that pretty much fueled their season last year and derailed it uh, in terms of their leadership program and they well, ended lack up of fuel. Well, yeah, and they had such a flop last year. Then we thought they were going to be where well, Duck said we're going to a contender this year. Tell us, Don Pike takes the players to his house because yeah. in the press conference he made no guarantees that players would get back in and that players would also be out of that team in coming weeks so tell us how do you read that they come around to his house yeah well well look it's a last ditch effort it always is a last ditch effort not last ditch I shouldn't say that because a couple of beers you've been you've you've had them uh, BJ you would have had them but a couple of beers at a house or go to a pub or you know have well, a your, your, your teams have done a barbecue it. yeah we've done it we if we lost two two in a row or three in a row in the 90s that was crisis so <laughs> Pago would take us to a pub we had to tell one another a joke we <laughs> shouted one jug for the whole team so no one was going to get jug each no one jug for the whole team so no one was going to get sourced up but you know, and invariably it works. It's relaxed. Coming off, I think the difference between, say, and apparently Nathan Buckley was doing the same thing Saturday afternoon, getting everyone together and, and having a couple of beers, which which I think always worked. It's a little bit different, I reckon, when you've been dropping some senior players. You've got everyone there. And if there is a little bit of discontent, then you're sitting around having a beer and you're going, look at this germ. <laughs> <laughs> look at look this at grub. Look at this German. Look at his beautiful house. You know what? Let's get. We don't want to. No, but there are elements of that in every club. Yep. When you're the senior coach, and this is why, you know, and we're going to talk about the, the fill in coaches, uh, interim coaches um, at some point. But this is why it's a false economy because when you become the senior coach, when you're actually the main man, then you have to make some really tough decisions. And some of those decisions don't people don't agree with. And, and it does cause little spot fires within a team. That's where good leadership within a team, and that's where guys like Tex Walker and Rory Sloan. But what happens, BJ, when you're the actual captain of the club and you're coming under criticism and there's the odd spot fire here or there? Eddie, let's say Eddie's not totally happy because he got dropped. And let's say, you know, uh, 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 Big Jenkins isn't quite happy because he's been dropped this year as well. So there's little spot fires. And but you're the captain of the club. Isn't that then the responsibility and, and, of the coaches? But, to- but you're under pressure yourself. Yeah, but the coaches can't. They're not on the inner sanctum when there's little spot fires. Yeah, going. or they're the old. But we we had a few rules at the club. It's no no whisp, no corridor whispers. Yeah, no. But yeah, well, well hard but to if, stop. yeah, it is. But if you do, whereas if you're a senior player there, um, and my experience, and I got dropped in my second year, but thankfully I didn't get dropped or had those conversations. But the coaches I've had have always been. 
really direct with the player. There's obviously Ross Lyon dropping Del Sano and Milne. Um, and that was a bit. That was a number of weeks. So he was in constant communication. It was a bit like you have to start pulling your finger out. Didn't happen, boys. I'm going to have to make a decision on you. And then it finally comes. So they knew. Yep. So then they were in a pretty good spot. Yeah, they weren't happy with it, but they it was all it was you know they could see it coming in a sense. Dell so, just got dropped because of his head wobble and it wasn't his form, was it? <laughs> he was just getting around the footy club. Oh, he's, you're the peacock. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, one of the best. Hey, but, just quickly, you're talking about honesty, Keith. On the weekend, uh, rested, but then your interpretation was a little different because he travelled with the team. Yeah, well, it's it's. I knew there was probably more to it, and I wasn't sure where, which way it was it was leaning towards. So, I think Don tried to provide some clarity around it, and it was yeah, his ankles a bit sore, hasn't trained, haven't has his fitness is maybe wavering, um, but then said, oh, if he really had to play, he could have got him up. So I was like, is he being honest or is he not giving us the full information? Mm. So what we kind of learn now is that probably wasn't telling the truth is where he's actually ankle. By some some reports is is screwed mm. and he's really struggling. And then the travel with the team was just a bit of a cover up to cover up Club. how bad it is. <laughs> so that's I knew there was... Wallpaper over yeah, wallpaper. Clubs, yeah. clubs have to do better. I think clubs have to do better at protecting the player that they're talking about. Because, you know, Darcy Moore's a perfect example as well at Collingwood at the moment. Minor hammy. He says on the weekend, on triple, I'll be, I'll be out for another four weeks. That's not a minor hammy. That's, what's, that's, that's six, a major hammy. <laughs> that's six or seven weeks now, whatever, if he misses the next four. Yep. So, I mean, they, they've just got to be if be be more honest if it's a major be more habit. transparent yeah be more transparent mm. and then you know what then the conversation it's a bit like the AFL admitting they get, they get um, decisions wrong yeah. and an umpire was wrong or whatever then it just it just flattens it I no one no one talks about it and and what what's the big advantage what I, do they think that people are you know clubs are sitting there writing down oh Darcy so it's going to be four weeks oh well he won't be playing in our week I mean well, there's no advantage of them there's saying not, it's seven weeks there or is four no, weeks. Not, not really weeks. if you're not playing. Like if you're going to be out for some yeah, time. Exactly. But if, if you may have a you know broken hand and you try and cover up and that you're still going to try and play, then there well, may be different. some merit. Yeah, or a that's sore shoulder. Different. Of course. You don't come out and say, well, BJ's got a really sore yeah, left shoulder. Yeah, but he's going to play anyway. So. <laughs> he's going to play anyway. No, you say right shoulder if you're smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then people know it's left. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if, if you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about smart because David Teague, He's gone, my old man used to say, if you can do that, I'll give you a diamond bike. And I never knew what that meant. He's off the training wheels and he's actually riding a diamond bike at the moment, David T, because he beats Adelaide on the weekend. Can they afford not to appoint him as coach after what he's produced now, taking into account what Brendan produced over three years? Oh, look, it's a, it's a great question. I, clearly, they don't need to appoint anyone right now because there's still four weeks to go. He's done a great job. If they were to win the next... I think they've got a really tough run. They have. A couple, really couple of tough yeah, ones, yeah. Yeah, I think the three out of the four are pretty tough. I think West Coast, uh, someone else. Yeah. yeah. So so for me, um, you see what he does over the next four weeks. What he has done is he's just strengthened, you know, he's, he's strengthened his resume, whether he gets the job or not. He's strengthened his resume for the rest of his career. And I reckon um, no matter what happens, we may see David Teague as a senior coach at some point in time. So he's done a great job. Oh, you know, they're obviously, uh, they've already interviewed Michael Voss. I don't know who else they're interviewing, but he's he's done himself um, no harm. West Coast, Richmond, Saints and Geelong. There you yeah, go. So, so three, three, well, it's, three it's, top teams. Tough finish. See, this is a great opportunity, isn't it? That, yeah. That'd be pumped. Well, they're the, they're the three best teams in the comp. Yeah. 
Right now. Right now. Yep. Yep. Let's and, talk about and just on that, I think I think if the club will and should go to the players and senior players and by all reports that Cripps had come out after the game on the weekend and see said that his players love him and would love him to have along those lines anyway, I don't mm. know don't quote me on it. But essentially supporting Teague. So if the club went to them and the players gave their feedback and said he he's the man for the job, we want him as a man for the job and they believe he is, then in my opinion, they can't. Based on what they know, they only know what you know. And who know, like the unknown is if there's anyone better than Teague at the minute. Mm. So, based on results and players' feedback, I'd assume, I'm assuming, but uh, that he's the man for the job. And if they go against that, it's a bit. It's a bit like the Paul Roos scenario, isn't it? When he was he was the standing coach at Sydney, mm. and they had player signed up and all of that sort of stuff, and they said, well, in the end, you know what? We might have our man, and he, he got him a premiership. So you just never know what's under. What will, would be amazing is maybe the three coaches all at their club sitting right under their noses, and they all get appointed. What I will say, BJ, and I I believe you said this on radio this morning. Um, I think that if the interim coaches, and I, I don't put Ratten necessarily in this category, but the other two, I would only be signing for, I'd, I'd say, okay, you've done a great job. You got a one-year deal. That's all. Mm. Why do they Why do they have to give the, the Teague or Shorey or even Ratten for that matter, why do they have to give them more than one year? Give them a year and say, right, you know what? You've deserved that year because what you've done over the space of 10 or 12 weeks. So you deserve another year. Show us what you can do within yep. that year. And if they're halfway through next year and they're, they're, they're you know, or three quarters away through next year and things are looking marvellous, give them three years then. But they don't need to give them three years or even two years, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, yeah I totally no. agree. I'd say two years because you've got to offer a bit of security because they might turn around and go, well, no. And then no you're one, like, the coaches don't get stolen. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the main, yeah. So, but I, I'd say, yeah, one, I totally agree. One or two years, there's no, there's no need to, and make incentivise it as well. So, if he does do well, then it's well, yeah, that's right. No this, one, this and this, uh, and you get an extension. And there's no other club out there knocking David Teague's door down or Shorey's door down. So, sign him for a year. Sign him for a year. Say, yep, okay. Put everyone out of their misery north, and and say, yep, well, but don't not three. Same fatigue, you know what, give him. And then what it does is it gives Vossi, if things went wrong, gives Vossi another year of, of you know, development. development. Gives other coaches other, you know, more development mm. that they might be looking at. And also it, it, it gives them a whole, it does give them a whole year to just, you know, think about everything. No different to a player when some players are better off going on a short term because they're hungry. And then the big fish uh, gets the longer deal. Uh, Levi Casbolt well, just you know, quickly... Before. Yeah, the big fish, you know what you're getting. You know Absolutely. what you're going to get. Exactly right. So that's why you give the long term. So the coaches at the moment, you don't know. Levi Casbolt, real quick before we head to quarter time. What, oh, a, what a turnaround. What a turnaround, though. Like, the the coach has obviously made a difference to his psyche and the way he's played. I, th- I think so. I've, I've always liked Casbolt as a player. He looks like a guy, or I've seen him as a guy that you enjoy playing with because he does what you expect from him. Mm. At the time, was a tall forward. He's obviously gone back this year to fill a hole. But... He does what you expect him to do. We know he's, he struggles in front of goal, and he's probably lacking that you know, talent. Is mm. hence why he's probably not a star. But he does he does what you want him to do. He's where you need him as a tall forward. He competes. He's a great pack mark, and has a crack. So I've you know I'm not surprised by it, but just kick a bit better. And yeah, I've always I've always liked him. Mm. I've because of that reason. I just I like guys that have a crack at the footy, and you can't you can't deny him that he does that.
All right, we're going to head to quarter time. Plenty to talk about in the second quarter. It's going to be a short one because the first went far too long with these two boys. But Ducky's still $41 to coach North Melbourne. So after the break, we're going to find out what his thoughts are. We're only going to sign him on a one-year deal. He listen to Dunnaggy, Power by Bet Easy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue, powered by BetEasy. We'll get to Duck and his uh, campaign for the North job in a minute. But Richmond on Friday night, they showed us why they're the favourites for the flag at 3.75, now clearly ahead of all the other competitors. 3.75, coming from 17 about... A month ago. Yeah, did you have a shilling on them at uh, 17? No, I didn't. A few Do you months. know of someone who yes, had a shilling? Yes, I did. <sighs> told you so. Yeah. <laughs> told you so what? Oh, well, I've, I've been oh, well, the, we've been talking about no, that. No, I've been on the Tiger train all year. I yeah. never jumped off the Tiger train. No, you didn't. I've yeah. never have. And they are easily, for me, the best team in it right now. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason they're, they're clearly the Tell best. They're, they're a healthier list than everyone. Um, they've, they've found players that they had sitting there. And they've come in because of adversity during the year. So now their depth is even stronger. So, you know, you look at all the teams around them that are, you know, you look at Collingwood who are now faltering. Dugowie's now out with uh, soft Quainal. tissue. And well, Quainall's only played three or four games, but he's still been... Uh, uh, well, he's been... Still on the injury list. Yeah, yeah, he's on the injury list. So, you know, there's, there's sides around them that are just been decimated by injury, which, and, you know, GWS is another one that I think at their best is capable, but, but they're... They've got big injuries, so it's, it's difficult. So the money on Friday night, there was a lot of money late for Collingwood. I couldn't understand why. And then we look at the rain and we think, surely that favours Richmond. What impressed you most about their win on Friday night? Well, there was money for them because they were at good value. Who? Collingwood? Yeah. But the Tigers were clearly going to win that. No, I know, but people get... Inf- mate, you... you- I work in the it? industry and I was I was like scratching my head. Juicy odds, mate. Just chuck it out there. Yeah, but, but horses are 10 to 1 for a reason. Yeah. What was your question again? <laughs> well, the question was what impressed you most about them on Friday night? Oh, about Richmond. Everyone's talking them up and, they, and, oh. and it was in the wet. I was impressed, but it wasn't surprising. Like they did. Yeah. It was. It, it looked and it has looked like Richmond of old for the last month. So um, they'd been building to their best form, which arguably they played their best game they've, of the year. They've of the now year. got, and I, and I said, I think they're a better team. I think they're a better team now than what they were in seventeen. Well, they have to be because yeah. of the experience yep. and 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 the and the new blood that they've found and yep. brought into the team. Look at their depth. Look at the guys that they've got in the VFL. I mean, Caddy at his best is in that team. He can't even get a game. I mean, he played in the seventeen. Mm-hmm. So that tells you straight away that they're they're better. Yep. Although he was in better form, obviously, he, he he still is in their best eighteen. I think Caddy. So he can fight his way into it. Uh, who do you take out though at the moment? I mean, they are they are just unbelievable. Being at that game, I'm not sure whether you were there live, being at that game, a wet weather game, the way they get numbers to the footy, they hunt the footy in a pack and then able to just win it back. So they sometimes they'll, over, you know, and they'll lose it and then they just swarm on it. They win it back and then they just go. I mean, they're quicker than any other team. Mm. They're quicker than any other team over the ground, I think. They're the fastest team in the comp. And the other thing, they're, they're the fastest by mind in the comp too. They're, they The way they tap on, if you look at all the other good teams. They're sued. They, they, well, it's, it's by design. It's, yeah, it's no, not it fluke. No, they, don't take, they don't take possession of the footy all the time. They knock on, they tap on, they do that better than anyone. 
and there's other other good teams. They don't. They actually take possession and they want to give. They want to give a handball. It's they're they're brilliant at it. They obviously train it, and they are like I said, they are that far above. And Lynch, which I uh, said after seeing him live the week before, his body looks unbelievable. He backed that up again. Um, you know, all of Rewald's second fiddle up there, and Lynch I think is is looking unbelievable. So. So there's two main differences from, from 17, if you want to go to that, BJ. They have now got, I think, although Charles not a massive guy, but he's, a, he's more of a follower than Griggy. Sorry, Griggy. I love Griggy. He did a great job. But he's more of a, you know, more a of a ruckman. So, you know, they've got him. They've got the big fella, Nan Curvis, to come mm. back in. So I think Soldo will be the unlucky one that goes out. And so they've got two ruckmen now that will play and they've got two key forwards they never had that in 17 that automatically for me makes them stronger and, and, and then you add in the flair of uh, Sydney Stack and, and a couple of others who, who got opportunity through yeah, injury yeah, exactly right so Baker's the other one off half I mean Baker I reckon he's I, I reckon Ford, he's yeah. real, really he's just a solid footballer and, they, and he can play anywhere so BJ Alex Rance on the weekend again they're going round 22 you wouldn't play would you let him go? They don't. No, need well, him. They're, they're they don't just, need him. No, no. Well, he's obviously going to do everything he can. He's going to say, "I want to play," which is only natural. But the decision's out of his hands. So you've got physios, doctors, and in particular the surgeon that that has years and years of experience. A graph, a certain a graph needs time to heal a certain amount of time, um, and he, you know, he might be a quick quick healer. But he, and then everyone's relating it to well, um, Dale Morris and then um, Goldsack. Um, he was at a point in his career where he thought it was his last year, potentially his last couple of games, so rushed him back in a sense. But um, he's And the talk is Rance is a month ahead of where he should be. Well, he might be a month ahead of where he should be, but he's still four months from playing. Exactly. Mm. Roll of the dice for those guys, I agree. It was a roll of the dice for both. Goldsack got through, nearly won a premiership. And, uh, and, and, Paul, and got another year's yeah, and deal. Paul, and Paul Morris, it hasn't worked out that way. He's not... He's, He's not playing for mine, Alex Rance, and 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 to be honest, as good as Rance is, they've covered him. Yep. I tell you who I tell you who's the most under, uh, and we say it all. Grimes has got to be one yeah, of the most huge. underrated players in the comp. I just he's taken that Rance role where he gets over and influences other contests with his speed because he can get there. The amount of times he just got there to get just that spoil in to you know get a, obviously mm. a ground ball and to be able to take the ball out was huge. All right, let's talk about Collingwood. Four weeks ago, we're going wow, how good a form are they in? Dugowie, Quainor, Adams, Roughhead, Aish, Beams, Dunn, Kelly, Langdon, Moore, Murphy, Murray, Reed, Roughhead, Stevenson, and Wells. Well, Roughhead played on the weekend. Yeah, but he's um, out now. He, well, he, uh, well, he's not. Is he out? Oh, sorry. Uh, concussion yeah, test. Over yep. the, yeah, he'll play. Yeah. Um, but so, that's a fair injury list going into... It's, it is a massive injury list, but they haven't had that injury list all year. I don't reckon they've been in form from probably about round eight, round nine. Yeah, it's about 10 weeks. Yeah, I reckon it's been... I mean, it's been more dramatic over the last uh, four or five weeks. It's, I mean, it's dropped off more. Um, but if you look at the, the, their consistency over games, within games, it hasn't been it hasn't been great. So for me, Collingwood, are, because of that list, mm-hmm. Collingwood are not a premiership chance for mine. They'll, they'll, they'll obviously make the eight, but I think they're, they're, it's, that's too difficult a job to cover that much quality. On the weekend, uh, Essendon were, well, they got into a dollar twelve against the Gold Coast Suns. That's exactly the same odds we've got Collingwood this week against the Gold Coast Suns. And <laughs> Essendon nearly got rolled and they're in better form than Collingwood. So if they lose... Where's, it, where's, where's the, the game? It's at the G. At the G. It's at the G. Yeah, well. 
I'm not saying it's going to be an upset or in any way, shape or form, but um, it's a good time to get Gold Coast where they're at. Well, well yes, it's a good time to get Collingwood where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you look at both sides. It's awesome. So where do you have them right now? Do you, they're not going to make the top four. Collingwood, no. Right. Well, not a lot of those injuries are a season ending, are they? There's Langdon and maybe one of the other. Reed. Reed's Reed's the out. other one. Yeah. So potentially get them back in the next three or four weeks. Find well, some well, form. Darcy Moore's Darcy Moore. Yeah. Well, rough head concussion. Concussion. concussion Taylor, Adams, Taylor Adams. Questionable whether there's yep. more to it. Whether That's it's a right. hammy. Whether it's really he's. But so they've again. lost to Goey. So how long's to Goey? Yeah. Well, three, you'd say three weeks, 21 days if well, it's just a standard Well, handy. there you go. So that's a week before the finals. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to now finish bottom part of the eight. Yeah, right. so they'll make it, potentially get everyone back. Hopefully get there's a game or two with majority back, and then can they Bom- have an Bom- impact? Bombers are in the same category, by the way. Their list isn't as long, but their quality, quality, is, their quality is high, high end. And, you know, you know, they're Ruckman and Smith. I mean, we've yep. spoken about all the guys down here, everyone else who's out, um, Hurley. So... For me, the Bombers are going to play finals, but they're making up the numbers mm. as well. well. We've got a we've got a final series, unfortunately, that's going to be not as good in terms of quality because of injuries to these clubs. I tell you, if I'm if I'm Collingwood, Collingwood mainly, and I use them as the example, I'm going to Richmond. Or I'm not going to. They're not going to give it away. But why is it Richmond? Look at their injuries that they've had this year. They're not they're not soft tissues. They're impact, impact they're uh, impact injuries, yeah. which you can't do anything about. There's soft tissue. Why Collingwood get more soft tissue injuries than, than other teams? What is it? Because, I, I mean, Richmond have had a blessed run now for three years. Mm. I mean, people, well, earlier in the year they had injuries, but once again, I'm not talking soft tissue. So, unbelievable run for th- three years. What are they doing differently to a team like Collingwood? Gee, I bet you Collingwood want to well, do that. Well, you'd assume that based on the last two years, Collingwood be, would be having a heavy review of their fitness, which I think they did two years ago anyway. Yeah, because they had um, Billy. Yeah, they did. They got someone else, but they'll be probably, they'll be Billy reviewing it Devon. again, and so they should. Right. All right, let's head to halftime after the break. We've got Ducks Race. You're listening to Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. Bet Easy same game multi is available across every AFL match on the Bet Easy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. Bet Easy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue Power by Bet Easy. It's Ducks Roast time. I'm going to hand over to the King. Dicko, PJ, can't believe I saw this on the weekend. A man who I think, I think he was all Australian last year, this man. Two time best and fairest winner. And two time best and fairest winner at his particular footy club. Mark Blicky Blixar. <laughs> Can you believe what I can't believe what I saw on the on yesterday on the weekend at the SCG, where I think it was Melican, and the big fella I think took a mark, turned around, no contact whatsoever, <laughs> did a one eighty in slow motion and went down like he'd been hit with a sledgehammer. I could not. That is one of the. It's it's one of the worst staging. It's worse than Kane Corns. And Kane Corns, how many years ago was that? We're talking um, mid two thousands, I reckon. It was when Kane Corns got fined ago. by the AFL and said, "We don't like this look. It's not the sort of look we want." So they find someone, and you know what? I don't. I'm not sure there's been a fine since. Maybe there might have been one fine since. Now, Mark, I love you. I think I think you're a fantastic footballer, one of the best fullbacks in the game right now. Play anywhere on the ground, but that was so bad. 
that you deserve a fine. I think they have to start fining for things like that. I mean, it's a... Well, they're meant to. Whether, well, the last fine was Lindsay fine. Thomas, wasn't it? Was it Lindsay Thomas? Oh, Someone's been fined Actually, recently. it might be Lindsay after Kane. Yes. There might only be two fines two. ever given out. Well, there should be three. And sorry, Mark, I reckon you deserve <laughs> one of them. I mean, what do you guys... I mean, you've seen... Yeah, you've yeah, both well, seen I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. You yeah. think, you think oh, that, that, was, that That's a bad, yeah. That was I'm a bad for one. staging. It's a bad and one. I've, and, we've all, and, we're, and to put it... For all the listeners out there, we've all done. I've done it once, and oh, I we've said, all and I said to myself, I'd never do that again. You know what? It's so embarrassing. Uh, even, <laughs> even Sandra Sully put it on Twitter and said the AFL has as uh, mimicked soccer. Soccer. So if Sandra Sully says that, I mean that's big news. And I so I and hope, the early news and the well, it's the late <laughs> news. I I hope that I well, I just hope that the, the AFL say, you know what, Blixie. Here, he's a little fine. He'll never do it again because he'll be very embarrassed by that. And I reckon, uh, I reckon all his teammates will get around him and say, "Oh yeah, he'd be what are you doing? For that. They'll be walking Chris past Scott, in the corridor and just uh, dropping. Yeah, just dropping. So he'll cop a heap this week. But uh, and and what what are other sports? So what is basket? They do a they've got a fine for flopping, haven't they? NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, flopping. it's a um, a fine and something. Uh, by the way, what, their fines their fines would be. 25 yeah, grand or 25. Well, soccer has it. The, the yellow, yellow card. card. Which oh. I, you don't see very often. Oh, boy. Yeah. If soccer... If ten, so- 10 in the sin bin. If soccer, if soccer was serious, uh, there wouldn't be too many players that'd be uh, out on the park the way they... Uh, but but not good from uh, big uh, Mark Plixarv, so he should get a fine. Well, based on that, let's have a little discussion. Staging. So you're saying after contact, you, you plan it up. What about free kick staging? Oh, look, I think that's free kick staging is, has been a part of the game for ages and players are continually trying to con the umpire. It's a little, I mean, you know, and, and I think me, we've, we've all done it. We've all, we've all sort of, if someone's pulled your jumper, you've, you know, you've over, exaggerated. over-exaggerated it or whatever. So we've all done, we've all played for free kicks at different points. Um, so, you know, and that will always be a part of the game. I think if you do it... Um, and you're really obvious about it. Well, if if it's a pattern, people of, hate it. It's a pattern of behaviour. People so hate. So I'm on about a pattern of behaviour. Fans hate again, it. Again, we all we've all done it occasionally. Fans hate or it. Or once or twice. Fans hate it. They do, but if you, if there's a pattern of behaviour of it, then then it's a yeah enough's enough. Yep. Because what does the umpire do? Because then you're putting the umpire in a predicament, and then it may be the boy that cried wolf. Well so done when when, when you're actually then deserve a free kick. I'm with the umpires. If but the umpires should know, and I think they do know that who the guys are that. Yeah. doing and it's a pattern of behaviour that mm. anything that looks semi-staging you don't pay it yeah. but then because when you actually deserve a free kick you're not going to get it because you're, you're flopping and, and well, you're looking for well done to the umpire too for not actually paying 50 metres yeah. after yeah. that situation what I loved or not what I loved what I disliked about uh, Blixarves was like he, he was saying that he got the knock so if he did get the knock and it was a forceful knock you just you just drop would you not? He went and did <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that he was... He stood back up and did the big yeah. 360. I think that was in the motion of throwing the head back, so he just the body went with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, a question without notice, and I'll give you a little time because I'll give you my first one. A player you played with that staged the most, I had Mark Graham, oh, and he I? was one of those players that always yeah. wanted to be recognised. And Hawthorne supporters would try and sell him raffle tickets down the Glenfrey Road. He goes, oh, I think I'm doing enough for the club. I'm a 200-game player. He was a he was handy player. He's very good at standing on the mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the best Still story... Still playing Super Rules. Yeah, he is too. But the best, that's where I saw the photo of him. You should see. The best thing about Mark Graham is 
there was a stage where Lockett was putting blokes to sleep and all that, and the AFL said, you do it again and we're going to give you a big penalty. So he wasn't allowed to touch anyone or get involved, and we were playing Sydney that week. And then there was a bit of a fracas, and Evie grabbed Lockett, pushed him, up against the fence and he couldn't fight back. <laughs> so they got a photo it. of it and it's in his house. Oh, yeah. I towed up Lockett and punched him up. <laughs> um, who'd you stage? Who was one of your Well, teammates? we didn't have any because if anyone went there, one, Grant Thomas or Ross Lyon would <laughs> rip yeah. If it wasn't one of us, it would rip you. Yeah, yeah. when you've got a coach like uh, Dennis Pagan, you just... It's not tolerated, and if and if you did it once or whatever, yeah, it, he would, it would be it, it, no, it would be in the meeting. It would be highlighted in the meeting, yeah. over and over again. So it wasn't a pattern of behaviour. Don't wear my back, son, and tell me it's raining. <laughs> well, that one does, yeah. All right, three quarter time, curly question time. Into the last, you're listening. Don't argue, pal. By bet easy. With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. We're into the last quarter. Proudly brought to you by BetEasy. Kelly, question time. BJ, what do you got for us? I've got one. Does Grant Birchall deserve a penalty for grabbing Hodgie on the plums? You know what? I don't think so. It's a it's a great question. It is a great question, but it's it's double sided for one reason. Because they're mates and they're premiership teammates, you would say if that was some uh, if they didn't know each other if they didn't know each other, you, you would probably say there's there would be some sort of penalty. I mm. mean because. It, you know, we're talking about two mates, two premiership teammates. So that sort of thing to a someone you know is not considered, you know, obviously. But if it was to someone else that he didn't know, like a team, I reckon you'd be, I reckon you'd be in some trouble. It's interesting because if I grabbed you on the plums and we weren't mates, what would you get? You get a massive fine. Well, true. Yeah, um, I, massive, but it probably depends of the severity of it. So if you yeah. actually... So what are you going to go? Hey, the way he squeezed me avocados was um, low grade. Low grade. Um, it bruised Intentional. Them. <laughs> it bruised the avocado. It is. It is. A, it, look, it's... I think it's I, a bit of fun. I think, I, it, I think it's fun I think well, it's fun. And I don't principle. Think, and I don't think anything. But if, like I said, if you're just talking about opposition players, mm. then, you know, it, because there, there would be an opposition player that would take offence to that. But clearly they know... That they wouldn't, yep. so he didn't take offence to it. So probably you let it go. To to his defence, I did the game and I chatted to Hodgie um, on Fox, and we were talking about the incident. And um, he said, "Listen, I covered up Birch's eye, so I didn't know what he was grabbing." <laughs> so he's got a defence. Yeah. <laughs> um, my curly question: Should Craig Bellamy be considered for a coaching job in the AFL? Ah, Let's one. be honest. Uh, he's no. one of the greatest, and he and he loves his AFL. No, who's he back for? Hawthorne. You know, I'll, I, I, the simple answer is no, because he's a rugby coach, so he doesn't know our game as well. Although he's very much across all games and he's very astute. I remember back I remember back in the early 90s, before Dennis Pagan got the job, Joyce Brown, who was the then Australian netball coach, um, absolute gun, you know, won world championships, all that sort of stuff, and um, just considered a, a guru. I remember that the whisper being that they were going to talk to her about having an involvement, maybe even coaching North Melbourne back in the early 90s. Really? Dermot Brereton was the other one that they were going to talk to. I mean, they they 
they were talking Damn about all, all sorts of things. But Joyce Brown, who, by the way, highly regarded, met her met her back then when she was, um, you know, the guru coach mm. and, you know, very astute in, in all aspects. And netball is a – netball in a lot of ways. I've played – I don't know whether you've played netball, but I've yeah, won a – mixed netball. I've won a, won a flag at mixed netball. <laughs> um, indoor. Indoor mixed netball. Centre-half forward, centre-half back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a similar game on a smaller court to our game in a, in a lot of ways. What about what – about, I'll throw it back here. What about Grant Thomas? Don't what? know enough about Grant Thomas. Coach Hooch. A-team. A-team. Again? Yep. Um, well, well, that's – did you answer – what did you think about Mick Malthouse coaching a senior team? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know Mick well enough. You don't enough. know Mick. Okay, okay well, give us, give us an insight into Tomo. You think he could do it? I think he can do it, yeah. I think he'd be a great coach. Would he want to Ma- do it? Uh, of course he Mick would. said he'd take yep. a call. Would Grant take yeah, I a think, call? Yeah, I think Tomo would take a call. I think my opinion where coaching should go – or kind of where it's headed. I think that's this is kind of the theme at uh, Brisbane anyway with Fags, the appointment of Fags. That there should be a management role. So the the, the sole responsibility of a coach should be Coaching. around managing the players, bringing them together, forming relationships, trusting one another, and and that's Tomo's forte. He's he's the best I've seen. He's the best man manager I've ever seen in football and worked under. Mm-hmm. And then under Tomo is the the tactical side of things. So. Hire the people necessary. A big and re- resources are big in AFL now, so it, sh- it should be there. Get a number of coaches to work underneath him to run the game plan. Tomo doesn't have to take every meeting, doesn't have to take every training session. So they're the ru- ones running and teaching the game plan, developing players. Tomo's responsibility or a head coach's responsibility should be just the the welfare, the mentality, and the mindset. Be interesting to see of, whether that ever happens in our game. Of the players, I, you know, the, the the growth of our game, and you look at how many coaches there are now. I, one day, I think we'll see that type. Well, I think, of I think, I think up. what from we're seeing, that's kind of yep. fags. Because like, Tomo has a basic, like not say basic, but he's got a pretty good understanding of football. He was basic in terms of our game plan back then. Yep. But he's by far the best man manager. Uh, very good, um, Dicko. So the Hawks, they're out of the finals race now. They, yep. They're not going to play finals footy. Four weeks to go. You've got Ruffy. I think you've only got one home game in the last four. I think yeah, there's only one. It's one the home Gold game. Coast game. Do they give Ruffy? Do they give Ruffy a send-off game? And do they? And to the likes of Poppy, if he's not going on, should they let him know? Make sure that you know him. And does Burgoyne play on? So it's a bit of a three-way uh, question. Berg's is signing, yep. so they're negotiating his so deal now. Play on, uh, yeah, play on. Um, and like you said. One year at a time. Poppy, what about Birchall? So there's some, there's some old. Well, there's some conversations that need to be had right now. And Birch uh, had a contract. Yes. So um, do Clarko they, wants him to play on. He want okay if he wants him to play on. Don't worry about that. Should they give Ruffy a send off? Absolutely. Yep. Got to because he's been such a great servant of the footy club. And if they're it's not an playing. Yeah, if they're not playing. Finals. Not playing finals. Opportunity. To. Gold Coast game at Marvel Stadium. It doesn't even matter who it's against. Yep. Just, no, but I'm just saying yeah. that's the game in round 22, I think it is, one before they finish. So every other game, as you said, Ducky's away. Oh, this weekend's North Melbourne, but Silk's playing his um, uh, yep. record-breaking. Yep. 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 So uh, I would give him, and I hope Clarko does, knowing that they can't play the finals. And in his presser after the game, Clarko goes, you know, it's not about playing finals. Well, it was playing. It was about playing finals till they lost because they – Still a, still, still a mathematical chance. So I think that's 100% right. Last curly question. If Grant Thomas got a job, would you be his assistant? Would I? If he would asked I take you, a phone call? Would you take a phone call? Oh, I'd take a fo- I do take phone calls from him. <laughs> as, uh, a, as an assistant? Uh, yes, I'd, I'd speak to him. 
Would you would you consider being an assistant coach? Yeah. There you go, there Duck. You go. Wow. A, well, so gonna, he should. He's going to take a pay cut to go freshly, back there. <laughs> fresh, freshly out of the game. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me talk to my wife first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to discuss it with the family. All right, Duck, uh, BJ, thanks again. That's uh, Don't Argue for a Monday. We'll be back on Thursday for uh, champion data's Jacob Wilson's thoughts on his tips throughout round 20. Uh, looking forward to that one. Thanks for joining us here on Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy.